spring off! Hey, Bren, have you seen Steel Magnolias? Oh my god, yes, I love that movie. Jonesy, you've seen it, right? Uh-uh. Hey, Tony. Yeah. You've seen Dracula, right? Oh, I love that movie. It's so good. Lena, you've seen it. What do you think? Film Spring Hey, Bryn, have you seen <laughs> Weekend at Bernie's? Oh my god, Weekend at Bernie's saved my life. Jonesy, you have to have seen it. Oh my god, no, no I haven't, of course not. You've seen Nightmare on Elm Street, it's the best. That movie scared the out of me when I was a kid. You know, it scared the out of you. I have not seen that one, and I will be praying for all of your souls. It's your home spring, Alina. I haven't seen it. It's showtime. Welcome back to another episode of Film Spring of the podcast about all your favorite films and your friend, your shelter friend who's never seen it. My name is Tony and I'm here with... Bryn, I'm not sheltered. No, and our very lovely sheltered friend. Say hi, Jonesy. Lena. Lena, aka Jonesy is here. Oh, you guys. Oh, I wanted to ask before we get into the film, what are you guys drinking tonight? We always we're always drinking, but what are you drinking? Naked? You're drinking naked juice, Jonesy? She is in Japan. She is in Japan. It is morning. It is the middle of the day. Sorry. I'm gonna sneeze. I'm gonna sneeze. Bless you. My new friends would be judging me harshly if I was drinking. Demon, I gotta get out of me. Sorry about that. Get her out. I am drinking Truly's lemonade. Are those good? I like them. I kind of like them. Yeah, they're yeah. decent. What about you, Bryn? What are you drinking tonight? Um, I am drinking um, some La Marca Prosecco Ooh. that has been in my fridge for um, conservatively two months. Wow. Okay. Open. <laughs> Which is fitting for the film that we are going to talk about today. It is one of my favorite films of all time. I really, really do love this film. And I'm so happy we get to talk about it for the whole episode. And that Jonesy has actually seen it for the first time ever, even though I've, we've been talking about it forever. It is a 1987 <laughs> romantic comedy, Moonstruck, starring Cher and Olivia Dukakis. Late, great Olivia Dukakis. I know. I I thoroughly try that champagne with the sugar. Oh yeah, the sugar cube at the end of it. Yeah, Yeah, at the end of it. I watched it through the date, and he's like, "What is that?" And I was like, "It's an Italian thing. It's a sugar cube at the bottom of the glass of champagne." Fancy looking, sweet. I love this film. I've watched it so so many so many times. I own it on DVD. Yeah, even though I no longer have a DVD DVD player, player, you still own it. (laughs) Oh goodness gracious! Give us a short um, plot description, um, Bryn, if you don't mind. Yes. Go ahead. So share is a woman living in New York with her parents. Um, the film starts out with her uh, at an Italian restaurant. We can tell she's got a strong, good personality. Yeah. Um, she is with this guy. He asks her to marry him. Uh, she says, yes, it's all very sort of transactional. Like here, let's do this. It's more like a business arrangement because she thinks that Cher thinks she has bad luck because her first husband got hit by a bus and she loved him. And because he didn't propose right. Like he wasn't on his knee. They went to city hall. They didn't have a reception. He got hit by a bus. So now she's going to do it right this time. So she gets proposed to on the night that her now fiance is flying to Palermo because his mother is dying. 
So they decide they're going to get married once he comes back from Palermo, once his mother is dead, um, which is a super funny scene. Yeah. And the one caveat is that Cher has to find Johnny, her fiance's brother, because there's bad blood. She has to invite him to the wedding. So we meet the brother. He's one-handed Nicolas Cage. With one, a wooden hand. Wooden hand and a missing tooth and a soul of a poet. A all soul right? of a poet. And they find their passion together. Yeah. And then it's all about Shira sort of, you know. Finding you know, herself, discovering herself again and finding love. Love versus practicality. Yes. And then it's all about her family and the nuances of It is a film about family for about- sure. You know what we didn't do? We didn't watch the trailer. <laughs> We switched it up a little. Should we watch the trailer? Should we watch it? Get everybody in the mood for some. Let's probably do a better job. Probably. (laughs) The moon brings the woman to the man. Capisci? The moon is a little like love. Will you marry me? I will marry you. I will be your wife. You love him, Loretta? No. Good. When you love them, they drive you crazy. Sometimes. Why you marrying Johnny? He's a fool. It makes you act a little crazy. Where are you taking me? To the bed. Oh, God. Okay, I don't care. I don't care. Take me. Take me to the bed. Isn't it romantic? You got a love bite on your neck. Your life's going down the toilet. You'll have your eyes open for you, my friend. I have my eyes open. I'll say no more. You haven't said anything. You ruined my life. That's impossible. You ruined my life. Look, it's Cosmo's moon. Why do men chase women? Nerves. I don't want to talk about it. That moon. That crazy moon. Now you talk. I love you. What? Snap out of it. I'm confused. They say there's nothing new under the sun. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. But under the moon, that's another story. You love him, Loretta? Ma, I love him awful. Oh, God, that's too bad. Share Nicolas Cage in a Norman Jewison film. A la familia, eh? A la familia! Moonstruck. I love this movie. It's so good. It did very well. It came out in, in 1987 um, and is ranked as one of the best films ever. Like, it was nominated for six Oscar awards. Cher won her first Oscar for this film. Um, The director, Norman Jewison, got nominated for Best um, Director and Best Picture. It was nominated for Cher won the Oscar that year. Olivia Dukakis won the Oscar for Best Supporting Actress. And Vincent um, Gardini was nominated for his role in it. And oh, it won Best Screenplay, screenplay too. Yeah. Or screen, yeah, screenplay. I love this film. I think it's so good. <laughs> so enjoyable. It makes me so happy. Even like listening to the trailer and watching it, I'm like, I want to go watch it right now. It's so good. <laughs> it is very 80s, though. It is. So 80s. So melodramatic. Yeah. And oh, the, so again, good. and I feel like this was like a product of the time where it was like um, everything was, it was dialogue heavy, but it was. Like the, their storytelling, yes. like you could see this on the stage, like which is like you're oh. a wolf, 
and and the wolf in you is looking for this and it's like it's all very like soliloquy and like big old it was um, painted yeah. moon on a painted Indeed, New yeah. York backdrop. I like it because one of the things I really identify with this movie is it really is about a family, like an Italian family. And I look at anything I watch with like that kind of where it's very family oriented, especially like Italian families is very much like Hispanic families. (laughs) You know what I mean? So I relate to this. I think that's maybe one of the reasons why I've always loved this movie is because it has that feel. And I come from a big Hispanic family where everybody's in everybody's business and no, you know what? So it reminds me a lot of that, this film, like I could definitely relate to it, but the film did very well box office wise. And it is, um, what is, what I always fuck up his name the critic robert and ebert yeah it is ranked as one of his like top i want to say 10 films of all times oh wow yeah he's wild you never know with him i know i really really enjoy this film it is so good i mean it's like it gets you to talk back to it yeah it does and it has I mean, the what? Oh, and the one, the line where Loretta says, um, or when she goes, "Do you love him, Loretta?" and he says, "I love him awfully bad, mom, or whatever." And he says, "Oh, that's too bad." bad. Is ranked (laughs) as like number sixty-five of the most quotes, best quotes in all all movies. Yeah, it's so good. Isn't that crazy? (laughs) Snap out of it in the slot. What's my that's what this is from. Yeah. Mom. Oh, you had one of the. How, okay. I love yep. when you have one of these Jonesies because you hear a line that all of us have always said or reference, and you don't know what know. movie it's from. And you had one of those with Moonstruck. Yep. How and I, how did you react when you saw? Were you like, oh, that's it? Yes, I very much was like, oh, okay. Now no, I get it. <laughs> and I think that the family, that was the dynamic there was really making me think of my big fat Greek wedding. Like yes. that kind of yeah, family it's dynamic. That dynamic. And yeah. Stuff. Yeah. Together and, I love that yeah. shit. <laughs> really enjoyed it. Oh, oh, so Bryn, when was the first time you watched this film? And like, how was it watching it now and all that good stuff? Let's get into it. So I love this movie. Mm-hmm. I, as I said, I own it on DVD and I watch it from time to time. The first time I saw this movie, God, this probably explains a lot about me and like my <laughs> my taste and like my love life and what's gone on okay. in my relationships. And the horny um, levels. And the horny <laughs> levels for sure. Um, I saw this movie like, I, I was in elementary school. Oh, I, there, I, there's like that bad. You don't see any boobies and no. they don't cuss that much. That's true. Um. But it really like so. I just remember like I remember Nicholas Cage with his wooden hand, his wooden hand, and his missing tooth. <laughs> and I, I love the family element because I come from a big Irish family. So yeah. like I've got four brothers and sisters. My dad's one of eleven. My mom's one of seven. Shit. So like just like all the family being all around and like. Yeah. All of that stuff. And just like, you know, being like a little nerdy theater kid, like all the dialogue was like so intense. Oh, and yeah. the way like we like meet in a day and he's like, I love you. And she's like, snap out of it. But she loves him too. And they go to the opera uh, together. And, uh, and like, they're just like, oh, and he's like God. carrying, she makes a mistake. And she's like, you'll eat it bloody. And like, it's just like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, this yeah. is a relationship. It is. Like, it's it, a movie relationship, which I love. Well, and it's also because like from a very young age, I had like a very 
like black and white view of like who the good guys and the bad guys were yeah. you know like if you cheat you're bad yeah and you know like all of that but they make you forget like even as a young kid like they make you forget that like oh she technically is sleeping with her fiance's <laughs> bro- I mean, the brother she is yeah they make you forget because they're like he doesn't care like they're they're they do a good job of setting it up so yeah. that you root for them even though it's an unconventional situation and it is oh, sort of a so meet cute <laughs> and he's in that white tank that white tank so cooking bread so, so much hair it's so like <laughs> It's like Shakespeare. Shakespeare were Italian in New York. Yeah. Because there's always like the like all these asides, like the girl at the bread shop, which is like, he doesn't know this, but I love him. I'll never tell him. <laughs> yeah. He's so He's angry. Such a but like you had said before the show, Brynn, all of the side characters are just even good in this film. Like all Everyone. the characters that show up on screen are so I over mean, the top and so entertaining throughout the whole I film. I was so tinkled pink. And I, this I hadn't thought of in a long time, but like especially now as an adult yeah. and like going through my divorce and whatever, I watched this and I was like, Ray and Rita are the best. Oh, the aunt and uncle. Yes. Like he's like, so you know, because I love. Yeah, like the brother and then he's like saying like he's like singing dirt she's like you look 25 uh-huh. and, he and they're getting there. it on on the full moon oh it's so hot yeah, and they own like a little italian bait like deli and i was like that's the life dude right You're like owning a little deli together being in love <laughs> being so sweet and i was like ray and reed are like the unsung heroes of this of the film. Whole film seriously what was the horny factor of this for you <laughs> I'm curious. So the horny factor is like not as horny as I remember. Yeah. Because there's no nudity. None. And sex is really just alluded to, which it's is very amazing. romantic. I think the film yeah, is very, very romantic. romantic. Yeah. So like I remember like being like horny because in my head it's like take he's taking her to the bed oh, and he's carrying her, but now my horniness level is completely it's all skewed because there's horror movies in there and then there's yeah. no Jew movies yeah so it's like a romantic horniness level a romantic okay i like that i like that yeah what about you tony when did you so i was introduced to this film probably um my freshman year in high school from my uncle who introduced me to very all the gay icons like bet miller my obsession started with bet miller because of like my mom and my uncle and share for sure my my uncle along with like um linda ronsa he loved linda ronsa madonna oh, my dad loved linda ronsa madonna um so i was introduced to this film because it was one of my uncle's favorite films and he we watched it and i was obsessed with sharing this film because she gets a makeover and then she looks incredible even though she looked incredible before, after the makeover, but it just all—all all of the characters in the film are just so were so hilarious to me, and all the one-liners, and I love the, the the fact that they have like the moon as a different as a net another character in the film, yeah, and they blame all of this um tumultual relationship problems on the moon <laughs> coming out you know what i mean it has this bit of fantasy to it this whole film which i loved uh, when i first watched it and then i remember i became obsessed with the film afterwards and i thought it was just so funny and my favorite character in the whole film is the mom that uh, olivia dukakis mm-hmm. plays is my favorite favorite film i'm trying to remember the character's name what is it? oh was it what was her mom the mom's name do you remember 
I can't remember what her mom's name. She's called Ma. Ma. She refers to her Ma the whole time. Yeah, her name is oh, Ma. Her <laughs> name <laughs> is Ma. Loretta is Cher. Oh, Rose. That's Rose. Rose. Cast, oh, Rose. Uh, Castorini. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, you huh? feed one more. You feed one more piece of my food to that dog, and I'm gonna kick, kick you to death. <laughs> but if you look at it, the dad is having an affair on the mom, and then the mom, Rose Olivia Dukakis, meets a man at the restaurant who, because of this film, the dad. I forget the actor that plays him, but he He's ended up dad. dad. He got the Frasier role because of Moonstruck, like because he was see this this move this movie set his career in motion, and, and then he oh, got Frasier because of yeah. Is that crazy? It's crazy. And the the age difference between the character of Danny Alalo's character, Ayello. Johnny Alalo's. Did I say that wrong again? Danny Aiello. Uh, there you go. No, His character, that. Johnny, is like 30 years older than Nicolas Cage, and they're supposed to be like brothers, which I thought I was hilarious. I tell you that my main problem with this movie is that yeah. I'm just realizing this now, rewatching it, is that they've got Cher, and she's like dressed in these frumpy clothes, and like she's a spinster, and she's got gray all in her hair, hair. and they're like, she's like, you, she's like, you have a kid? She's like, I can't have a kid. She's like, Mom, I'm 37. Ben. And I was like, what the <laughs> fuck is this? <laughs> Yeah, you're like uh, they also not realistic. Have a moment when they're like, "Well, you married too late at 28," and I was like, uh, "I married at 36." <laughs> <laughs> I get it that it's like, "Oh, yeah. Italians marry young," and that's what they're saying. But I was like, "Fucking!" They wrote this character. If she was a day, she was 75. Exactly. <laughs> and exactly. they're like, "She's like, mom, 37. She's got all this gray in her hair." I was like, oh. <laughs> But I really, I have I loved this movie. Wrote this. A for, dude wrote a it. A dude wrote this. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I've loved this movie since the first time I watched it. And I've watched it so many times over the years. But the one thing when I was researching the film that I didn't know, what I felt, you will find this absolutely fascinating, Josie, is you know the very last scene of the film, the when they're in the kitchen and all of the family comes in and all of that happens. The big the big scene at the end of the film, the family's in the kitchen and Johnny comes back from Italy and finds out about um, Loretta sleeping with Ronnie and then the mom and dad, or she confronts him about cheating. So when they were filming this, the director handled it like a theater show and had them rehearse rehearsed like it was a theater show and they actually went through the movements the lines all of that until it was like almost pretty much perfect they rehearsed it as if we were doing a play which Jonesy and I have been and all of us have been familiar with so that's how they, the director approached the scene and then the once he felt it was perfect they did it with the cameras just all the way through and they kept doing so, it all the way through. It's so farcical. Yeah. Looking, up, looking down, it's coming in like, yes. It's so right. good. And that's, and I, I think because the director approached it like that and had them rehearse the scene like that, that's why in the film, it is one of the best, best scenes in the film. That whole last segment of the film is so good with them all around the table and how quick everything is. And the reaction seems so genuine. I think I've it ha it me. really does about the way yeah. it was directed in that scene. Yeah, I've seen this movie a dozen times. I was laughing out I loud. Oh, me too. My date thought I was insane. He's like, I thought you've seen this a bunch. And I was like, it's so, so good. good. I and he's like, well, the ring. And the like, it's so funny. What's they so nailed good about that level of chaos Thank that you, is Jonesy. just like, yeah, it was yeah. so, it was perfected chaos. It was so good. But the and way the theater garden, we totally did kind of spot that. And oh, it okay. felt 
like that scene particular felt play like yeah you know what i mean yeah you know what i also i love about that scene is it's funny and then it takes you right to the heart when rose the mom olivia dukakis <gasps> confronts the husband about cheating and says i don't want you to see her anymore and then they tell each other they love each other and like almost in tears and then right back to the comedy so you get like you're here with the comedy laughing your ass off and then you're just so touched by it and then you come back it's so good <laughs> and that's a hundred percent olivia dukakis oh, an amazing everything actress. with her face yeah it everything is, with her face. yeah she's like and then and then he's like oh his man his life is nothing and she looks at him and just the tears in her eyes and oh, she's like the quiet restraint and she deserved that oscar like she did yeah. her she and share built on nothing like and then just tiamo and it's yeah, like tiamo oh man and, it's so good and it's just like, all of like the, the have i been a good wife to you mm-hmm. and you're just like oh my god and i was like i would have thrown hot coffee in his face and then like, <laughs> the dad cosmo how he just all his reaction is slamming on the table yeah. his fist <laughs> and he goes okay and then it's like, oh, it's just so good the way they did it. I love it. I know. As an adult, like, I don't love that. Like, I'm just like, fuck you, Cher, for not yeah. running home and telling your mom. You were fucking for not believing her in the first place. Yeah. And then also Olympia Dukakis. Olympia, thank you, producer. Of course, we're pronouncing everything wrong. Me, Sharab, I am. Olympia Dukakis. Olympia Dukakis. Olivia Dukakis is from um, the- um, Which one? Holiday- which holiday? Oh, I didn't even know there was an Olivia Dukakis. I didn't either. That seems to me. <laughs> is there a brand What is her name from, um, from the Griswolds? Beverly, from the Griswolds. Beverly, Beverly D'Angelo? No. Beverly okay, D'Angelo. <laughs> Rob's like, move on. <laughs> Producer Rob's like, you guys, move on. You're wrong. Um, what I did it. find interesting about this film is that Cher said she did not like filming it because she thought she was so horrible in the role of Loretta that she just didn't really like doing the film. Turns out she won the Oscar for the role. And in a later interview, she recalls Moonstruck as one of her now looking back at it, one of her favorite movies that she did. But at the time of filming, she really didn't enjoy herself doing it because she thought she was horrible. Because I feel like I'm a character actress. Yeah. And like there have been times where I've, played the lead and played the straight woman. And I've been so worried because I'm like, am I boring? I feel boring because like, you know, a character actress is kind of like big and over the top. And I feel like that's Cher. (laughs) I feel like if you don't have a theater background, no knock on you, Cher. I love you so much. I follow your tweets all the time. Her tweets. Um, This is the second Cher film we've done, by the way, Mermaids and now this. Now this. Yeah. Um, if you're not a theater actress, it seems melodramatic. It yeah. seems too much because it's not like mermaids where it's all like nuanced and like very subtle and it's it's huge and it's big. And if you haven't done theater before, if that's not your background, it probably seems like you're doing a terrible job because you probably yeah. feel like you're overacting and her accent I don't love. Why? <laughs> you had said this, but why? <laughs> it is not great. There were a few words that you could tell that she was like told from the dialect coach, like you need to move your mouth like this because she would like push out yes. her bottom lip at times <laughs> to make certain sounds. Yeah. And I was like, what's no, but other than that, I was like, can you just talk how you talk, Cher? 
Yeah. That's the thing. Just just talk how you talk, you know? I know. Uh, the other, well, the 1987 is when this film came out, and it was a very busy year for Cher, because not just this movie she did, she also did Suspect, and which is of Eastwick the same year, which we had talked about on the show, which Jonesy has never watched, and we're going to make her watch Witches of Eastwick, because me and Bryn both love that film. And I've got some major dirt on you Cher do? and Witches of Eastwick. You do? Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Uh, producer sure. Rob, really quick. I know this is completely off topic, but I can't get your attention. Can you get my computer charger? Because <laughs> it's going to die. <laughs> I've been trying to like give him eye, and I'm like, look over here. Look over here, producer Rob. It's in the, it's in the other He just room. thought you were Please. flirting. No, you broke the fourth wall. I did. I'm sorry, audience members. Um, but it was a busy year, 1987 for Cher. And the thing that um, that year she won – the Oscar, or she won the Oscar for this, and she started her solo career back up as a singer the oh, year. Wow. Yes. So, the la- after this film, the next, after 1987, Witches of Eastwick, and all of the success she had in that year, the next film she did wasn't until 1990, and it was Mermaids. Yeah, because she was yeah. waiting for the good guy. She's like, I did this, then she did, she was singing. She did then... Mermaids, and then I want to say she did, oh, then she did, like, just showed up in films like the um, Tea with Mussolini, Faithful, Mussolini, Burlesque. Yeah. But she burlesque. really, after, I know, Burlesque. She really, after. All the rest after, of the movies, I have no, no? idea what you're talking about. <laughs> well, after um, the success of what's it called, Witches of East, 1987, the success of 1987, like, um, yeah, she okay. really concentrated on her music career, and it blew up after that. I mean, we have Turn Back Time, and then all of the other hits. You know what I mean? I so just she, saw this like meme of her calling Ellen a real bitch for no. uh, singing that. Yeah, Ellen was singing Turn Back Time to her and um, forgot the lines. She goes, you're a real bitch, Ellen. <laughs> I love her. I love Cher. Right. <laughs> that's why she's an icon, people. Yeah, that's why she's Cher. Oh, man. But this How film. How jealous do you think Madonna is of Cher? My bet is, I bet she like. Jealous as fuck. Her, like, with I don't think so Madonna much. knows that other people exist. No, Madonna's only a Madonna. Think, well. Remember when she about Cher. We are so off the rails here. I know Madonna, we're so off the rails. Madonna did uh, like a Instagram live in a milk bath full of roses during COVID, saying that in an English accent, saying that Corona is the great equalizer. <gasps> She's like, nuts. She cuckoo magoo. I don't think that, that she understands one. that anyone exists. No, she. But doesn't. now that we're talking about this, my favorite share tweet ever. Yes. Is share tweeted um, when they were when Trump was trying to repeal DACA. Yeah. Cher tweeted out, like, anyone who can and has the resources should take a dreamer into the, their home. We need to protect them. And someone retweeted, like, tweeted back and said, oh, yeah, I'll believe it when I see it. So Cher responded and said, all caps, then keep your eyes open, bitch. <laughs> I do love that one. I love that shit. God damn, Cher is amazing. <laughs> I tell people about this all the time. I was like, have you seen the Cher tweet? Can we be friends? Can we be friends if you've yes. seen the Cher tweet? So, okay, but so back to Moonstruck. <laughs> So yeah. that when Nicolas Cage did his um, screen test, the studios were not impressed and did not want to cast him. But Cher really liked him for whatever reason. And she fought for him to be in the film. And she told the studios and the directors that she would not do the film unless Nicolas Cage got casted. Which is That's weird. crazy to Isn't me. Like, what made her like not, him? Their chemistry is not great. Really? Why? You don't think so? I think it's fine. But? I didn't think it was like electric. You know, I thought it was. I think it's a very interesting chemistry because you wouldn't see those two typically together. You wouldn't I picture thought, it, but in a weird, 
odd way, it works. It works. I thought that she and Bob Hoskins had better chemistry. Oh, and mermaids. And he is 12 feet shorter than she is. (laughs) I thought that they had better chemistry because they really really seemed to sizzle. I was like, this is a couple that makes sense together. And then Gina Cage was like, I don't know about this. Yeah. Well, I have to actually agree with Bryn because there was a brief moment when they started getting together. And I I honestly didn't even know Nicolas Cage was in this movie. That's how much I didn't know what this movie was about. (laughs) Really? Um, but there was a moment where they were getting together that I thought where the plot was going to go was that this was Nicolas Cage's revenge at his brother. And he was going to totally like use her to get back at his brother. And that that's where the story was going to go. Okay. This was the perfect, you know, like I'm going to ruin your life. You like you ruined mine and screw you. So yeah, the chemistry was off and and I thought, I think it, I thought it, it worked for the film. I really thought it did because it was a little weird and awkward, which is yeah. great for the film. Yeah, I think they had passion, but the I don't, oh, I, I have a question for both of you. So the film, so the film ends with Ronnie proposing to Loretta. Do you think they stayed married forever, or no. do you think it was like they got divorced like a year later or something? Uh, I think they maybe made it a the few characters. years. I think that there was a lot of high passion and fire, but I don't think it was a fire that would last. I think that they would get into a fight yeah. and then he would go make some like broody focaccia bread. <laughs> and then he'd come home and he'd be like, I fry you focaccia. And she'd be like, eat this bloody steak. And then they would go to bed. I, I think they that had a kid. I like that far better. <laughs> I think they went together. I think Cosmo, you know what I do think what? is that Olivia Dukakis, Olympia Dukakis, Olympia. left Cosmo's sorry fucking ass, took all his fucking plumbing money yeah, and that mansion rich. and was like, go do whatever you fucking want. But I'm keeping yeah. the house. I'm keeping the That's bill. I'm I... keeping the money. And I'm making what? toads in a hole yeah. and I'm doing what I want. And you know the I aunt and uncle. I hook up with Frazier's dad. I really <laughs> want <to> that. <laughs> that I was the whole time. My date was like, stop stop telling her to fuck. I was like yelling, fuck Go him. Go get it. Go <laughs> fuck him. Your husband doesn't deserve you. <laughs> well, ow. <laughs> know how this movie ends. Yeah. <laughs> I love that you're yelling at the screen. <laughs> I do the Doesn't same thing. deserve you. Oh God. Okay, so it's it, we're in the middle of the show, so we should do our favorite segment. Let's name drop. <gasps> Dolly Parton. Rachel Maddow. I want. I spend an hour with her every single day. I once played a drinking game with Celine Dion, Liza Minnelli, Cher, Laura Dern. I don't know. Cher. Who would you say is the most famous person in your phone? Like my good friend Ben Affleck and his crippling addiction to back tattoos. I have the best Lady Gaga story of all time. Hate him, loathe her, over them, cancel it, tell me everything. Yes, this. This is Name Drop, our version of Six Degrees. And who should we pick from this film? Should we do Cher, since it is a Cher film and we didn't pick her the first time around? Yeah, let's do Cher. Okay, and who should we pick from our next film? Who? Who should it be? What? Should we go with Bette Midler, since she is my favorite? Or should we do something different? Yeah, let's different? do Bette. Bette Midler. Oh, wait, okay, Cher to Bette Midler. I know this is going to be easy. I know. It's I know. Super easy. I I'm kind of to... surprised they haven't done a movie together. together. I know. It seems like they should have. Do they like point. each other in real life? Do you I think hope they do? so. Maybe. I hope so. <laughs> I hope, even if they don't know each other well, I hope they have like a admired respect for each other. There you go. An admired respect. I like that. Okay, Jonesy. This is the first time you've ever seen this film, and I know yes. you've heard you. We've talked about it, but you've never like known what it's about. And this is one of the ones you've wanted to see. 
Yes. So give us your take with fresh eyes, never knowing anything about Moonstruck or ever seeing the film. What did you think? Did you like it? All of that good stuff. Let's get into it. I loved this movie. Oh, thank God. I laughed out loud. Oh, thank God. We broke the streak. (laughs) (laughs) We have you guys haven't listened to the last few episodes. Jonesy has hated the last couple films with a passion. So thank God the streak is over. (laughs) She loves this film. Very good palate cleanser. Um, I loved every character from like the bread shop girl who gets like two lines to you know. Hey, that got her into sag. Hey, it got her into sag. Yeah. Hey, I'm not knocking it. And I know that I recognize her from other movies. So she definitely kept working. But yeah. that's the thing. Like every single small part was no small. There were no small parts in this. Like even the people who had small parts were so great. that oh, I like know. I just loved all of it. I laughed out loud. I was rooting for them. This is also a movie that like when it was over, I was like, I can't wait to watch that again. And I will. Yeah. 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 So this was a good one. And I'm so glad too, because it was one of those that I'm like, I want to watch it so bad that if it's not great, I'm going to be so devastated. Like, I'm just going to be disappointed and like, oh, why am I watching these old movies? None of them are going to stand up. This totally that you could watch, I feel like you could show this to any person in any generation, you know, assuming they're old enough. And they would like it. Oh, yeah, yeah, like I don't think you have to worry about explaining this to zennials. They could totally still love it and appreciate yeah. it and laugh at it and root for the characters, even though they're like, what are the 80s? You know, <laughs> what are the 80s? The, uh, if I understand it correctly, the zennials are basically the ones that are like 18, 19, 20 now. Yeah. Oh, really? That's yeah. who that is. Oh, okay. Okay. Right. Um, maybe 17, 18, 19, 20. Like it's the coming into graduating high school kind of age. Um, yeah. So I think it totally stands the test of time. It, you don't have to know any of the actors to love this, or you could know the actors to love this. Um, you don't need to know about the 80s or what life was there. Yeah. The only thing that like kind of plucks it as a place in time is over and over. I was like, oh, Twin Towers. Oh, Twin Towers. Oh, yeah. Twin Towers. Yeah. Uh, You know, you just, we've now acclimated to not seeing them. So seeing them again. It was um, a little jarring. Yeah. yeah, It it just, those were the only moments that really kind of took me out. And that's just because, you know, I'm old enough to know where I was that day. Yeah. Um, But other than that, like this movie is timeless and can be. You really liked it. Yay. Good. What was like some of, so we talked about earlier how you realized snap out of it was from this, (laughs) from this film was, what was your favorite parts of the film? Let's start with that. What parts Uh, did you really like? Oh, this is what's doing it for me. This is why I'm really loving this film. So I really loved the everything post makeover Uh because at that point in the storytelling, they have a makeover in the movie. They How have can a you great go wrong? makeover scene. Even the ladies in the salon are great. Are like, okay, we're gonna do your nails. Yeah, we're definitely doing your nails. And and her eyebrows. eyebrows. I finally eyebrows. get to pluck those eyebrows. <laughs> they were so excited. I have that. I've had so many friends because I don't pluck my eyebrows. I hate it. I don't we feel know. the men. I hate it. So, 
I have thought about you during this scene. I I did too. I did too. To be honest, I I did too. So many friends that have like asked me, "Can I pluck your eyebrows?" (laughs) Like, and I have said things along the lines of, "I finally get to pluck your eyebrows." So (laughs) I felt that moment. Um, But everything post the makeover. Um, I didn't know how the story was going to end. I didn't know what was going to happen with this love story or, you know, with her fiance and all that stuff. But you saw her change and really love herself. And Mm -hmm. so I actually thought she was going, the movie was going to end and she was going to be single at that point. Oh, okay. Uh, Okay. But that still would have 110% been a happy ending. You know what I mean? Like I didn't need every romantic coupling to be finalized and made happy with a storybook ending yeah. because yeah. she was so like, this is who I should have been all along. This is me loving me and my life and allowing myself. Cause you know, I think she, at the beginning, she's so caught up on how unlucky she is that she yeah, doesn't allow space to enjoy life. Yeah. Like she's, living very much in a muted world it's so true and and so that's why i didn't need the happy ending it was no she's she's now lives in color she it doesn't matter she's out of her dram like her her hair is curly there's no guide but she's not sedentary anymore she's like gotten over that block and now she's like living life whether she stays with ronnie or not that's a whole nother story after that but um the other thing with this film that i really love that always connects with is the soundtrack i love it even the opening you know the original song they were going to play in the opening besides the um Dean Martin's song, um, That's Amore, was La, the La Boheme opera. But when they put it in testing, people were not having it. They were like, this is boring. This is not the type of movie I thought it was going to be. So they decided really? to put the Dean Martin song, um, That's Amore, and they loved it. And it works perfect. I mean, that opening yeah. scene, the other scene, when they actually do play La Boheme, the opera, is when she's kicking the can. Yes. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> down the street and she's in that just got fucked phase in the oh, afterglow yes! <laughs> we all here. know Eddie. we all know that afterglow <laughs> right and, she's that, like, well, oh, and not just got fucked but had good sex good like, sex she got her she got and hers. probably <laughs> well and the character of ronnie is supposed to be much younger than her so you know she's walking and goes like i still got it bitches i still got mm-hmm. it yeah <laughs> i love that part of the film it's so good this whole film just makes you happy. I feel like it's it makes true. You happy. It does just make you happy. Like you're just yeah. like, oh, love is possible. You can meet someone and two days later be engaged to their brother. Like whatever, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and it was I'm so open to possibilities and bloody exactly. stakes. I, yeah. I have to agree with what y'all were saying earlier that the the guy who plays the older brother, mm-hmm. like I had to pause it just to IMDBM and be like. Okay, he is great. Yeah. I love the moment where he's actually at his mother's and he's doing the dramatic oh, break. No. <laughs> but like he did so well in like 
like he starts the movie this couple starts the movie oh, but you're still not rooting for him no. it's like you know that scene know? jonesy how does he not know how proposals work yeah like, well what? in that scene you know when they're in the restaurant and she tells him go down on one knee right so he actually when they were filming it he gets up and he goes down when you see his whole head just disappear yeah. out of frame so that was completely by accident and if you watch really closely when they take to share she actually breaks because it's they off screen they were cracking up because he just literally goes down and disappears out of the screen it. and they I kept it, it in the film i thought that was so cute he he shuffles over. yeah he goes down on yeah, both he goes down on both knees and he shuffles over it's so cute so the film the also the pinky ring yeah so the film is ranked as number eight with the American Film Institute's list of top ten romantic comedies of all time. It's listed as number eight. Can you believe I, that? I, I mean, I agree with it. I love yeah. it. It's I agree with that. Yes. It's such a that comedy. makes perfect sense to me. Yeah. I would okay, I have a question for both of you. If they were to do a sequel to Moonstruck, what do you think would happen with these characters? Ooh. No, it would be them. Like, the movie picks up right after the Ronnie oh, and Loretta right get married. After, oh, I was thinking it would be their daughter. Oh, that would be a and good be twist. trying to get her to live in the apartment. Okay. Or live in the house. Yeah. And she's like, no. And, like, she can't find love because they're so in love. Or. So, oh, yeah. Okay. Or the parents have separated and are kind of living these other lives and the daughter and her struggle and that kind of stuff is what kind of reignites that spark. I and love they, they both of those. Of like, have that like, like that. angry, like, mm, all right, I'm like taking that. you to the bedroom. Again. <laughs> <laughs> I like both of those. I would watch that yeah. sequel for both of them. <laughs> and Cher will still be alive to do it because she'll Cher never die. Will be alive 100%. Remember when she was on The Nanny? Oh, yeah. I remember yes. that episode. <laughs> Who would play their daughter? Who would be Nicolas Cage and Cher's His daughter? daughter? That's a good one. Um, oh, my gosh. I don't know. I That's don't a good really question. Know. I have no idea. What about the girl? Who Do you have one, Jonesy? Who no, that was a legit question. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't know. That's a good question. If you have a suggestion, put them in the comments or you send it Alexandra to us. Alexandra Daddario? No, what was she in? God, Percy Jackson. Oh yeah, she played blue, um, blue eyes. yes with the she played Helena's daughter or like the yes. demigod. Yeah, I yeah yeah yeah. Percy Jackson. I love both Percy of those Jackson. films. I wish they made it. But you want one. a real like you want a, an authentic Italian New York. Yeah, kind girl. Of girl. yeah yeah exactly. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, no. should we do name drop? Did we get it? Did anybody oh, figure shoot. it out? Oh yeah, Share. I got it. What is it? It was very easy. I have it. Tony, you go by all means. But I can't remember the name of the film. So Bette Midler just did a movie last year. It was like a documentary series type of film. I forget the name of it. It was on HBO. And it was about, oh, West Coast Elites, I believe is the name. West Coast Elites, yeah, yeah. And what's her name? Uh, Meryl Streep was in it. She was one of the, and Meryl Streep was in Silkwood with Cher. There you go. Which Silkwood was um, Cher's very first movie debut, and she killed it. Yeah. Yep. That's a good film if you've never seen it. No, I've seen that one. Did you like it? I did a my. I did my final one of my uh, tests in my film class in college on that movie. Oh, so, I don't yeah. think you've taken a film class, but still never, never seen, seen any of these. Wow. So the film class was very 
great for me because I ended up watching a lot of classic movies yeah. that you know like I saw the what's the one Rosebud <laughs> I saw that one a bunch of other yeah. it introduced me to a lot of movies right out of high school that I didn't even know existed oh, my film yeah. class didn't show Citizen Kane because they thought it was played out uh, oh, well, Brynn. that's the difference between a California education and, and a Texas in education. Texas. <laughs> Brynn, how would you have gotten the um six or the our name drop? Oh, so um, Cher was in Witches of Eastwick with Jack mm -hmm. Nicholson. Jack Nicholson was in Something's Gotta Give with Diane Keaton. Diane Keaton oh, was in Wives First Club. Wives Club with Bette yeah. Midler. There, I like that too. I like that. Yeah, too. That was very a very good. easy. <laughs> We can't see Rob, that pretty what are you saying? He says Cher was in tea with Mussolini, who Lily Tomlin was in big business with Bette Midler. We That's a good one. I totally big... forgot Lily Tomlin was in tea well, with Mussolini. I was Mussolini. trying to get big business, but I, I didn't remember that Lily Tomlin Have was in. Have you seen Big Business? That's, That's the one where they dress alike on the movie cover, right? The yeah, twins. the twins. They're twins. Oh. Twins. Who's going to ever believe Bette Midler and Lily Tomlin? Okay, we're watching this We got to watch it. It is so good. <laughs> no, I have not seen it. You if have it? If we could switch our next one, I would. You would? <laughs> we could. I would yeah, rather do, do big business. business. There, We're revealing it early. But we'll get <laughs> okay. to that in a bit. So should we pair? Let's do our Grace oh, yeah. Gibb. It's like a Bette Midler heavy because it's Grace Give me a stinger. Oh, Wait. Yeah. Three measures of Gordon's, one of vodka, half a measure of Kina Lily, shake it over rice, and then add a thin slice of lemon peel. It's drink, I like it. I know, it's great, right? Another! Grace, give yep, me a stinger. stinger. Yes, this is a part of the show where we are going to pair a cocktail and a little nibblies for this film. Who wants to go first? I want to start with Jonesy first this time. All right. I've got what mine do you got? What do you got? I was raving it while I was watching it. I want the dirty martini when Rose is in the restaurant and yes. she meets Frazier's dad. I want an extra dirty martini. Lots of olives. I want a steak. Bloody. <laughs> that is perfect. That's what the film what about that's what the film makes you want. Yeah. It what is. about you, Brit? I was fiending for steak and <laughs> right? dirty martinis. <laughs> um I want like a little Papa Ikechio. Okay. Which is like the um, red pepper flakes and a little yeah. um, cheese on top of a spaghetti. <laughs> and uh, is that your yeah, accent? It's Was a that video audio. <laughs> that's racist. So like just like a no sauce spaghetti, like just okay. like because you know when Sherry is when he's eating the steak and she's just eating those noodles, and I was like, yes, I love that. I want a bowl of noodles yes. and then a glass of whiskey. Oh, okay, oh. okay. You know what I would do? A bird in a basket where the scene when they're in the kitchen <gasps> yes. and Olympia Dukakis, Olympia. Olympia Dukakis does the bread with the egg in the middle. Yes. Like and I and I've made bread. that yep. many times because of this film. I and would do that. Put on top. My was date was also asking pepper? that. I think it was um like what it was, was it? red peppers. Yeah, red peppers. The, um there's like an Italian, what is it? It's like in vinegar and I can't remember. They're like marinated, right? They're marinated red peppers. Yeah, yeah. that's what I would do for the food. For the for the oh, for the food, for the drink, we have to do champagne with the sugar cube. We yeah. have to. That's yeah. what I would I do. do wanna, I don't drink champagne, but I want to try that. 
gosh. <laughs> See, if we were in person, we would be drinking that be during the show. Yeah. Well, coming soon, Bryn and I will be in person Wait. while Jonesy's in Japan. So that'll be very, very interesting. But yeah, I like those. Those are good. Uh, I like hey, those. Hey, if we get enough sponsors, we will come visit you in Japan yeah. and do a film yeah. screen in Japan. From Japan. And we can do all anime. It'll be great. Do you remember the last anime we did? Spring Awake. Spring, um, Spring Awake. Not Spring Awakening. That's a Broadway say. Wait. <laughs> What am I Spirited thinking? away. Spirited away. God damn it. Raise me. I love that show. <laughs> yeah, Jonesy wasn't a big fan of that one. It was just weird. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Moonstruck, though, it struck all the chords this week. We all yes. loved it. Let's do our Perfect. grades, shall we? Mm-hmm. What yeah. did we so give it? You, Tony gave it an A. Yes. So and that's like, you know, 105 if you're in grade school. <laughs> How about Brynn? What did Brynn give it? Brynn gave it an A. An A, well deserved. I'm sticking with mine. A plus plus all the way. One of my favorite films of all time. I'm gonna move it to an A plus. Yay! Good. Well deserved. I'm now. also giving it an A plus. Right. Yeah, this is one of the very few it's films we all agree with an A plus across the board. Cubs Jonesy. win. Cubs win. Good Cubs win. Is and this going to get a stamp in the um, Film Spring uh, Passport? Absolutely, because oh, there's God. no way any church kids would have been able to watch this. Even that was my next question. Play. Because of yeah. the Italians? No. Because of the Italians? Wow, Bryn. What do you got against the Italians? No, no I'm, I don't know what Christians are like. So what would mom and pop Jonesy think of this yeah, film as a kid? They? And would this have well, been reason, on the no-fly list for you? The reason why this would have been an automatic on the no-fly list is because it's all built around cheating. Oh, and I can see that. that would have okay. put it on the no-fly list that, you know, it doesn't matter how redeemable they are. It doesn't matter yeah. how bad the guy is. It's about cheating, and that's where they start. So from that point on, it's all bad. It doesn't matter how happy it ends. It's all bad. Um, they're sinners. They're awful people. How dare they, etc. <laughs> I could see that. I could see that. And you so, would yeah, see, it, look what happened. You missed out on a great film that you probably would have watched a billion times yes, if you watched it earlier. And a lot of happiness in your life. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, let's face facts. <laughs> let's face facts. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you want to hear a fun little trivia thing about the film that I thought was interesting? Yeah. Nicholas Cage plays Ronnie, a man with only one hand. In Cage's previous role, Peggy Sue Gets Married, which I love that film. Have you have you seen it, Jonesy? I, I used to love this film. Love that movie. It's a good I film. Nineteen eighty six. Yeah. <laughs> so Cage's Kathleen Turner. Kathleen Turner, great Kathleen Turner. One of her the other one films. I haven't seen of his Raising Arizona. Oh, that's another great oh, film. I love that film. Movie. It's so funny. Yeah. Okay, that so is, Cage's character. Cage's <laughs> character in Peggy Sue Gets Married. Beg Peggy to marry him, saying he doesn't know what the future brings. He might lose his arm. And then this is the next one we did after That's it, where he played so, a character with no hand. Like last week when I said that Patrick Swayze's character in Outsiders was the precursor to Dirty, Dirty Dancing. Dancing. There you this go. This was Nicolas Cage's <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <our> <laughs> sequel to that <laughs> movie. <laughs> Peggy Sue gets 
<laughs> Mary. Yep, they're all playing the same characters over. They are. <laughs> they are. That's how oh, it man. goes. Okay, so did we talk about our next film, which I yes. think we already said it is. It's going to be. Now we're switching it up on Producer Rob because we had another film picked. Oh, you do? Oh, look at him. He's on top of it. Big Business. Bette Miller, Lily Tomlin. Big Business. Nine, I want to say this God, came this out in 1987. Was it? Or was it later? Little babies. I think so. Um, 1988. I was close. It was 1988. Close. Yeah. yeah. I love this film as oh everybody God, knows i'm religious about Beth miller she's like my spirit animal i love her so this love film oh they're both great in this film when they play yeah i love this film so i was good. gonna give it away but i'm not going to no, Jonesy, yeah. what do you think this film is about let's do that um, based off of the name and the movie poster which you have seen i have seen the movie poster and i guess now i know they're twins which to me sounds Sorry. ridiculous and I'm going film. to basically say that this is the female version of the Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger film, Twins. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, okay. I believe these two are twins in the same way I believe those two are twins. <laughs> okay, okay. I, I'm excited for you to watch this because this was an era in, especially for Bette Miller's career and Disney, when Disney was doing more adult films because you had Down yeah. and Out in Beverly Hills, Big business, outrageous fortune, ruthless people. I think ruthless people. Was ruthless just, people, yeah, 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 yeah. So it was all that era of 1980s, <sighs> like comedy, romance, where everything was over the top, very 80s. Big colors, big yeah. wardrobes, big it's hair. Just silly, uh, silly, yes. fun goofiness, which I think, I think Jonesy will actually like this film if you go into it with that mindset. I think you'll you'll find it enjoyable. Yeah, I, really I do, do enjoy Bette Midler quite a bit. I don't I think we would do. be friends if I didn't. No. And I think you're really going to like Lily Tomlin in this movie. I think you will. Yeah. yeah. I just don't have much experience on Lily Tomlin. so You will after this film. Yeah. So I'm giving this another A++. This is one of my favorite movies. Okay. A++ for me. Yep. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm excited for I, it. It's going to be a good one. you guys don't change your mind then. No, I know I won't because I've watched no, it so many not. times, even recently. But I am so glad we introduced you to Moonstruck and you loved Yay. it. And we all I gave did. it A pluses. Everybody go out and watch this film if you haven't watched it in a while. It just makes you feel so happy by the end of it. Yeah. And it's some great performances by Cher. She won the Oscar. And Olivia Ducocker. Olympia Olympia Ducocker. <laughs> Producer Robin. Yeah, there you go, Mr. Moochnik yeah. from Little Shop of Horrors. Your parents let you watch Little Shop of Horrors. I cannot believe your parents. But not half of the films we have watched on this. And Little Shop of Horrors is about a demon plant that eats. I cannot people. make any sense of what your parents I know. Do. I can't either. I can't either. <laughs> I can't. I know that my dad was a big Steve Martin fan, especially in that movie. Fine. Yeah. So I feel like that's why. And then we loved Rick Moranis because of all the honey I shrunk the yeah. kids. Yeah. Well, then don't so, pretend. You know what I'm and, saying? And I mean, come on, Alan Green. She's yes. amazing. She's like the best Audrey no. ever. Little Shop was one of the movies that we watched and would like rewind and watch again. Like it oh, was, was regularly like, on. Don't, you're like, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. If you like movies, then just like all the movies and let your kids watch the movies. Okay? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I cannot tell you their reason. Oh, I do. This is completely off topic, but I wanted to bring it up. But you know what movie franchise I have been visiting all week? That one of these days, especially coming up soon, maybe during, maybe during the summer, we're going to make Jonesy watch is the Nightmare on Elm Street trilogy. The, 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 
all of them. I am on number four right now. I because I haven't watched them in years, and I got in a kick about watching them. I'm on number four. Is these what are I'm the on. Freddy Krueger ones, right? Yes. Like, yeah, the guy with the hand. Yeah. Okay. So these I have been afraid. Oh of. my god! Yeah, I then, and love I them. I so love good. them You'll so laugh. much. They're so good, especially. Jonesy, I was terrified of these movies as a kid, but watching them now, I'm like, God, I miss watching these films. They're so cheesy and They're good. They're so and, cheesy and dumb. Oh, it's that it's part people, of it's cinema like where dead or like, yeah. yes, Bryn, exactly. If you are a horror fan, you know what oh. I'm talking about. You know these films like just hit a spot. And the, the way they do it nowadays is different. Yeah, it's, really it's not the same as back then, back it's in the, the early same. 80s. I'm rewatching all of the Friday the 13th. I started that thing too, but then I got sidetracked with um, Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, Jason in Space. Oof. Jason in Space. So oh, good. I love that movie. I have seen that movie. What? One of the best scenes ever that still, like, I randomly see it in my brain and still laugh out loud is when he has one girl in a sleeping bag and is using it to be yes, the other girl. <laughs> That's right. Wow. <laughs> so, on that note, that is the show. I didn't tell you anything else about that movie. I know. Nice. So, next week, you guys, we are going to be watching and reviewing and exposing Joe. Jonesy too. Big business with Bette Miller and Lily Tomlin. But I'm so glad we got to talk about Moonstruck, one of my favorite films. And I'm so glad you loved it, Jonesy. Yes, it's it's in the passport. Go see this movie, church kids. And you guys, you can follow us on Instagram. We are Filmspringa. You can email us at filmspringapodcast at gmail. Make sure you follow the podcast anywhere you get podcasts and give us a five-star rating. It helps us out a lot. You can watch us every Thursday night on our YouTube channel live at 7.30. Or if you miss us on Thursdays, you can watch us on Fridays at 8 p.m on out at tv which you could get on apple tv um amazon fire stick and roku we are there but that is it for us and we will see you all next week with big business bye